Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 17. This is where Jesus raises the widow of Nain's son. And this text isn't paralleled anywhere else in the Gospels, so let's jump in. Soon afterward, that is, soon after he healed the centurion's servant, which is what we talked about in the last devotion, soon afterward he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. Now, one of the things we can't relate to today that was a significant factor back then was that when you're a widow and your only son dies, then you're in an economic crisis. You don't have a husband to provide for you. You don't have a son to provide for you. And so now you're not just grieving the loss of your son, but you've got a financial problem on your hands. Verse 13, and when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, that is the board that they carried the body out to be buried, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man got up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. So you can only imagine how dramatic this scene would have been. And of course, the report about Jesus in this scenario traveled throughout all of Judea and the surrounding country. It was the original social media, like social as in people talking to each other, and I'm sure it spread like wildfire. This isn't the main point I want to make with this text, but it's interesting that Jesus has no problem just walking up to a dead body and touching it. That would have been ceremonially unclean and totally forbidden under Jewish ceremonial law. But a new day is dawning. Jesus has come not to abolish the the law, but to fulfill the law, and the new covenant is being introduced. A bunch of these Old Testament ceremonial laws or regulations are going to go by the wayside. Another thing to point out is that the people's immediate reaction was fear, and then it quickly turned into glorifying or praising God. And scripture talks about a healthy fear of God. Even today, we talk about fearing God. We got to make sure we understand what we mean. We don't mean cower in fear, sit in the corner and suck your thumb and tremble because you just afraid he's going to destroy you, although he's totally capable of that and would be justified in doing that. But the fear we're talking about is an intense awe, the realization that he's more powerful than the laws of nature, the realization that everything that we see and know and take to be real, even the most sturdy facts and the most powerful factors are insignificant and weak compared to the power and the magnitude of God. They're getting a glimpse of that through Jesus' miracle, and it's filling them with awe and reverence and fear, which then quickly transitions in the heart of a person who is God-fearing into praise and glorifying him. Something like this instills humility in a person. Not only can I not raise someone from the dead, I can't even control the outcome of my day. Yet here is the author and the creator of days, and all I can do is bow down. Now as I read this text and looked at some notes, here's what really stuck out to me. As they glorified God, they said, a great prophet has risen among us. And that's great that they were willing to ascribe some honor or respect to Jesus, but acknowledging him merely as a great prophet in the end is not enough. And it made me wonder how many people today who call themselves Christians merely acknowledge Jesus as a great prophet or something else that's not enough ultimately.
ultimately. What I mean is when everything is said and done, we stand before God, we'd better acknowledge Jesus as our Savior and our Lord, which requires us to understand him to be the Son of God and the Messiah. Thinking of him only as a great prophet or a great teacher or a great moral leader, one of many, that's not enough. Jesus isn't one of many. Jesus is one of one. Thinking of Jesus as one of many can lead us to this pluralistic idea that he is one of many paths to heaven. Or another version of the same concept that if somebody is just genuinely believing in a higher power, they're good to go. Unfortunately, that's not true because all the other quote-unquote higher powers, and there aren't any, but none of them did anything that was sufficient to pay for sin. None of them did anything that actually was effective to reconcile people who were opposed to God, who were enemies of God, back to God. Only Jesus lived the perfect life that God requires that we can't live. Only Jesus paid the sufficient penalty for sin, death, spiritual and physical death, that we can't pay. And only Jesus rose again, defeating sin and death and offering anybody who put their faith and trust in him the righteousness that he lived and the penalty that he paid. We talk about this stuff over and over on the Daily Dose, and I'm sure there are people, hopefully not among our audience, but somewhere out there calling themselves Christians who just say, can't we just not get so stuck in the details of this doctrinal theological stuff? Isn't it just enough for me to think Jesus is a great prophet or a great teacher or a great moral example that I should follow? And our answer, friend, needs to be no, no, no. It's not enough. Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior, and our Lord. There's no doubt in my mind that some of these people in Nain who thought of Jesus initially as a great prophet watched and followed and listened to him and were ultimately convinced that he was the Messiah, the Son of God, the Savior, their Lord. Obviously, Luke was convinced of this. In fact, he uses the word Lord in verse 13 right in that text. I hope you're convinced of that as well. And my prayer is that God would use all of us to help convince others of the same. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.